What's going on, guys? This is Joey Bada Bing 22, your local reseller. Uh, welcome to the Triple Thrift Podcast. My name is Joey. I got my boys uh, Drew and Josh in the background here. What is going on, guys? Hello, hello. Um, I just wanted to say hello to everybody, welcoming me to being the new full time reseller. I'm super excited just to talk to you guys about like what's been going on behind the scenes and it's just full-time is amazing i will never ever ever go back to a nine to five job in my life so i'm so happy so what's going on guys what's up boys living the dream man drew, drew and i've been living the dream for a while <laughs> and we're so happy that you could finally join us i, I'm, I reached the dark side so i'm here <laughs> i i think this is the light side that's right the true. nine to five is the dark side that's right that's right you're yeah. right that's the only difference i had it backwards <laughs> But I'm, do, I'm doing good. I feel like it's been so long because it has been a long time since we've recorded a podcast. So we have so much to talk about. So I don't know if this podcast goes longer or if we end up doing a part two on this and talking about the rest later. But thank you guys for tuning in. Thanks for listening. We love you guys so much. And let's get into it. Let's get into it. So what do you think the first thing, like you said, we have a lot to talk about. What do you think the very first thing we should tackle is what's what's been it's been a while since our last upload so what's been something important other than joey quitting that's gone on in all three of our lives that we could talk about there, there's just <laughs> i so know there's much. so much I pick one topic yeah um i feel so one thing that i think would be good to talk about i don't know if we need to do it first or not is uh, my experiences with hammock i started cross-listing with hammock since the last time we uh Joey's laughing because there's a lot of stuff to talk about about with that. But since the last podcast, I decided to transfer over from my hands to Hammock, and I still list I still list a lot of stuff myself. But I'm doing clothing and shoes right now with Hammock um, because you still have to pay per listing, but they're also cross listing. So I'm doing like my hard goods, my electronics, my video games, um, vintage hats, for example, that I found. Uh, in my one of my last videos, but shoes and clothing specifically, all I'm doing is taking the pictures and uploading them to Hammock. And so far, I'm really enjoying it. Um, I've made some decent sales from the stuff that I've listed, and uh, it's easy communication. So I mean, we can get more into it. Josh, you already use Hammock, or you were using it, but then I think you posted something recently that you were going to stop cross-listing altogether. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, I first used Hammock to just just to cross post. I just gave them like eBay, Mercari, and Poshmark info, and then just told them to cross post everything from eBay to Mercari and Poshmark, and they did that, did that for me. We saw yeah, a pretty good increase in sales because tripled our exposure. Um, but then it just got too much to keep up with. Um, like they were delisting, but it was taking them a while to delist, and then I didn't want to keep up with the delisting. Like it just wasn't worth the increase in sales for me to to mess with it. So I actually got Haley to, I think she took everything off of Poshmark. Um, and what the stuff I was selling on Poshmark was so random. Like the last, I sold last week, like one of, right before we took stuff down, I sold a set of car floor mats for a Lexus car on Poshmark. They've been listed on eBay for like a year and they sold on Poshmark for full asking price. Got a five-star rating. I'm like, and I, and I had to figure it out cause it was over five pounds. So I had to like buy like extra shipping or whatever, but I mean, I, I don't think I've sold any clothes or shoes on Poshmark. It's all, it's like a, I sold a wrench, sold car mats. I've sold, I sold like five or six golf clubs. Like wow. I, when I didn't honestly expect them to cross post all that stuff, I thought they were just going to do the clothing and stuff that was, you know, quote appropriate for Poshmark. Um, but they did everything and it freaking sold, man. It's crazy. Um, but yeah, we're, we're trimming it back just to eBay. It's just, it's too much to keep up with. Um, Haley's kind of, almost taking over the reselling side of things. Like we're getting to the point now she can do everything. Like she, with those golf clubs we picked up at the pawn shop in today's video I posted, she got those cleaned them, photographed them, listed them all on her own. Like she doesn't, she still drafts stuff and like I go through and approve it, but I didn't have to change anything. Like her pictures were on point. She was doing all the, like the shaft flexes and the grips. And I mean, it's, it's the point now where she's doing probably like 75% of the reselling work outside of shipping. And then I'm having so much more time to spend on the YouTube channel, which is why the last couple of videos have been um, a little bit more detailed and like better editing than you guys are probably used to. Teamwork makes the dream work. It really it's does. Awesome. It's, yeah. it's awesome to see. I mean, it, it, 
you know, the reason that I cross post is because I am a one man team and one man show, I guess you could say. So I need the exposure to make as much money as possible because prior to Haley quitting, you know, she had another job and prior to Destiny and Joey both going full time, they both had other jobs. And my wife is a stay at home mom for our two kids. So, mm-hmm. you know, my, my family lifestyle, I guess it was a little bit different. So, um, I, I do have issues with cross listing where I forget to take something down and then it sells or you get an offer and you're like, Oh, I really could use this sale right now. And then you, you know, yeah. I'm at the point now where like, if I get an offer on a pair of shoes, I always go into the other platforms and make sure it hasn't sold just because, you know, I, um, there's been times where I've forgotten to take stuff down, but it's great that you have Haley, um, now like working with you. And so you can focus more on the YouTube because, you know, both, both situations, if that's the right way to say it, are making you money. You know, you're making income from YouTube and you're making money from reselling. And the fact that you can tackle both now in a, uh, effective way for both of you guys is, is great. So that's, yeah, I mean, it's definitely even, we don't even have a lot of listings. Like when I had him at Crosspost everything, I think we had 275 listings and even that with like, even with both of us, it was still too much to keep up with. Um, I mean, I I guess it's a good problem to have like selling stuff. So, so quickly that it's hard to keep up with crossposting. Um, Joey, I know you just hit a thousand active listings. Yeah. Are you guys cross posting at all or is that just eBay? Yeah. So, um, I have a really good system, you know, using my, my hands, I guess you can say, um, I, I list on eBay then, <clears throat> then I take the eBay title and then I just copy it and paste it over to Mercari. You actually now on Mercari can put 80 characters on your title, which is awesome. So, um, I just yeah. copy and paste it, drop it over there. And it takes one se- I mean, really it takes like five seconds to list on Mercari. It's very, very simple. Um, for me, um, it's actually very easy to take it off Mercari or if I sell some on Mercari to take it off eBay. Uh, I don't know why it's hard for you guys <laughs> or anybody else, but I don't know. It's just easy for me. I get excited when I get sales. I mean, I just get super pumped just to get a sale. I don't know if I'm just too new to at, at this or, or what, but I'm just, I'm really glad to see sales on both ends, which is amazing. Um, but also, uh, yeah, a thousand listings. It it's it's insane. We've just been listing and listing and listing, and it's been quality listings. It's not just we're buying stuff just to list it. Um, really, mm-hmm. really good listings. I'm I'm really proud of me and Dennis. That's, that's very important. Yeah. I'm glad you said that because I see a lot of new sellers. They just like list anything they can get their hands on. Right. Especially if they go to the bins, they'll just buy every little like I don't know a set of like random toys. Yeah you know, like little figurines or something, list everything individually for like, you know, two, two fifty plus shipping and that stuff. And then they get to have, you know, three or 4,000 active listings and they sell like, you know, one thing a week because right. all their listings, all the work that they put into their store is just, their store is just filled with super low profit, low sell through items. Mm-hmm. So like what I've seen throughout the past while I was, you know, going on my lunch break, which I only had so limited amount of time because I only had 30 minutes to get in there, mm-hmm. look fully through the thrift store, uh, look items up, get into the, you know, cash register. You know, you got 10 people in the line, you know, you're trying to focus on just getting in that line. Um, so I was buying stuff that wasn't worth it. And now that I'm, that I'm seeing like, wow, I bought these items and I shouldn't have, you know, I wasted my money on some of these items, but now that I have more time to really look thoroughly through, you know, in the, in the thrift store, um, I'm really paying attention to sell through rate. I just, there's no reason to buy something just to have, like my dad saying, you got to have 3000 listings on eBay. It's like, dad, no, it's not like that. You know, I want my sell through rate to be higher than what is listing, you know? So, um, it's just, like I said, quality listings mean more. I, I still, I still get picked on by some people because I don't have a lot of listings in our store. Yeah. I'm like, our sell through rate is almost 200%. Yeah. Like it's, I it's don't because you're a lazy reseller. That's why. Yeah. It's just because like, Oh, this guy's a, calls himself a reseller. He doesn't have 300 active listings. Well, I'll have you guys know I have 325 active listings. <laughs> <laughs> but we're, I mean, we're, we're listing it. Like, obviously like we have other, you know, other streams of income going on, but we're, we're both Haley and I are probably putting in at least 20 hours a week into reselling listing, I'd say at least 50 things a week, but 
we, we just we're blessed you know we sell a lot of stuff right so i'd rather have a store with 10 active listings that are all replenishables that sell 500 units a month than a store with 5,000 active listings that sells one thing a month. Right. Totally. Yeah, agree. I, I agree a hundred percent. I, uh, I think that that's really the way to go in what, but it's the thing there's, there's so many factors that go into, into reselling when it comes into active listings, which is why, like, as far as me, on my Instagram and YouTube, people ask me all the time, like, how many active listings do you have? How many active listings do I have to have to go full time? I'm like, you could have 25 active listings, but if it's a replenishable, you can mm -hmm. make more money than, you know, than someone with 1500 active listings. For example, I just put out a video about how I just organized my inventory with 1500 active listings. You know, some of that stuff has been sitting for so long that for me, because I cross list, it's not worth it for me to delist everything from each platform and just donate it. Like I'll just leave it up on the platforms and it either sells or it doesn't. I'd say, I'd say if I have, I have almost 1600 active listings right now. So there's probably a good, I don't know, let's just say 250 listings that are probably dead inventory that really should be removed, thrown away or donated things that I got from free hauls from Facebook or garage sale leftovers when I first started. And I was listing anything I could get my hands on because I needed to, to make as much money as I could because I lost my job and then I was using reselling to pay my bills. So, but some of it is like, you know, some old Hot Wheels car. Like I got a car, I got a, one of the first things I ever purchased for reselling was a huge bin of Hot Wheels cars. And there must've been like, I don't know, a hundred to 200 cars in there. And I listed almost all of them. Mm -hmm. And I still probably have 50 or so of them. You know what yeah. I mean? And there, some of those cars are listed for like seven bucks, eight bucks, 12 bucks, you know? And, but I, the, I'm not, I'm not one to just like, I don't think, or I haven't seen anyone prove that super old inventory causes lag or, or, or holdups, if that's how to say it in, in someone's eBay store. Like just cause I have listings that have been up for two years, doesn't mean eBay's going to say that my whole store is inactive. Cause I list almost every day. Mm -hmm. So, um, but it doesn't really matter if you have 325 listings or 1600 listings or a thousand like Joey, you know, you could have the same or higher 90 day total based on sell through rate, based on the type of stuff you're picking up. You know, Tim Osborne, a thrift usually has less than a thousand active items and he's got a freaking 70 K 90 day total. Yeah. Also. And he has about a hundred percent sell through rate. Like he's got, I think last time I looked at the store it was like 900 active yeah. and like 960 something sold. Yeah. It's not yeah. like to have that sell through rate with that 90 day total is just, it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. But I see his operation and I'm just like, man, I don't even want that much work. Shout out Tim, like with his shipping, like, you know, $3,500 in sales this weekend. It's just like 50 huge boxes going out. I'm like, man, more power to you. I love you so much, Tim, but I do not want that much to ship out. I've got like, I don't know, eight, 17 or 18 things to ship out tomorrow. And I'm already dreading it a little bit. He makes it look so easy. That's the yeah. thing. Like he posts his package pictures and I'm like, dear Lord, this must've taken you nine hours to pack up everything. Yeah. You know, but that's, that's the, the beauty of reselling is like, you can make it what you want or not make it what you want. You know, yeah. going back to, you know, you and Haley, it's like you have YouTube income that's making you, you know, more income. So you don't need a 70K 90 day total right now because Haley's building the eBay store back up a little bit and you're mm -hmm. building the YouTube, you know, up and, you know, so you don't have to grind to have 87 packages going out every day. Yeah, I, I think if we grow the eBay store at the same sell through rate as we have now, like about 200%, I really think our sweet spot is going to be like 400 active listings. Like if we can get to 400 maintain 400 we would probably have to list i don't know like even right now like around 300 active listings we're still selling like i don't know like seven things a day on average six or seven things a day on average so i figure it at 400 active listings maybe we'd sell eight to ten things a day on average um 
and that would keep us pretty busy. Like, I think, I think that's a sweet spot for us. Um, you know, obviously it depends on your items. Like when I did the starting from zero challenge a couple months ago and I, I made the new eBay store, I got the big Wii lot, um, from Facebook marketplace. And I listed all that stuff. I listed like, I, I think it was like 22, 22 or 23 items that we listed and they all sold within 24 hours. So that store had zero active listings, but like a 2200% sell through rate or whatever the math is. And, and that's because it was high quality items. Like it was there. I had like six feedback in that store. Nobody knew it was me. It wasn't viewer sales. It was just selling high quality items. You could be a full-time reseller and only sell used video games. And you could, you could have five active listings. If you list five things a day and they all sell that same day, you just keep listing five and selling five, making $20 in profit on each thing. That's a hundred and that's a hundred bucks a day, you know, in, in, in profit, you know? Yeah. Which is a full-time living for, I don't know, most people. I could live off a hundred bucks a day. Mm -hmm. Speaking of full-time, Joey, <laughs> tell, us, tell us about, tell us about the, the, the growing the, pains, the, the growing pains that you've experienced. Well, tell us a little bit about everything. Tell us, you know, so, what it was like, what your first day was like, what you're doing now. So uh, my first day, I literally just woke up whenever I wanted. And that was kind of an, an amazing thing. What time was that? Uh, probably like eight. <laughs> usually, <laughs> I mean, usually I wake up early, like, cause like Josh knows, like sometimes I message him early, like when I go to work, when I used to go to work. Um, but, you know, now it's just, you know, I wake up at eight, you know, 830, um, just depending how hard I worked, you know, the day before. I mean, we've been grinding, like we've been really grinding. I want to, you know, build this as much as I can. You know, I want to build it just like kind of how Josh is doing. I want to, I, I want to be like him, but maybe even better, you know, but I don't know. <laughs> but I, you know, I just, I, I want this and I want this bad and I, I love what I'm doing. I don't feel like I've worked at all this whole entire week. Like it's been one week and one day. Like I feel like I've been just having fun really. I mean, I, dude, I went to Drew's house last week and I, I hung out with him and helped him, you know, organize his inventory. You know, it was so much fun just, just to be with him, with his kids, um, you know, and his, and his wife. It was just so much fun to go out to dinner. Like, I'm, I'm seeing my family more. You know, I, I, before I worked one day, it was like two days ago, I just went straight over to my parents' house. I woke up, got in my car, went straight to my parents' house. You know, my, my mom and dad are like, what are you doing? I was like, nah, I just want to see you, you know, to see you guys. And before my dad left for work and um i went over there and just gave them a big hug and just uh told my dad i loved him and he left for work and i hung out with my mom and um and we uh she needed milk and um i was like all right i'll go get you some milk and she's like i got some scratch off tickets can you like go cash these in and get me some new ones i was like sure and short story uh my mom loves scratch offs loves scratch offs and usually like i buy her some like randomly and um uh, you know, and she always wins like $50, $100, you know, whatever it is. And um, I, I go into this, you know, Publix and I got the milk and we, we go up there and I cash them in. It was like $13 in winnings. So I went over to the machine and I got a $10 uh, ticket, like a scratch off ticket. And it was like the $500 madness. That's what it was called. I was like, that looks cool. I tapped it on the screen because it's like a, a side like kiosk thing. And I bought another one that was for $3 because she loves bingo. You guys know <laughs> she loves bingo. So, um, <laughs> oh, we know. <laughs> uh, actually, that's starting back up in October. So I can't wait for that. Anyways, we, we've just so everybody that's listening knows we've had to cancel podcasts because Joey was stuck playing bingo till like 11 o'clock at night. <laughs> anyway, <Multiple times. laughs> anyways, um, I, I bring home, you know, my, my mom, the, the scratch off ticket and it's like 930 in the morning, you know, I bring it home. She made us breakfast. It was like eggs. And um, then I, I was like, mom, scratch these off because I got to go home and work. You know, I got to go get home, start listening and stuff. And she's like, all right. She goes to scratch him off. She's like, Joey. I'm like, what? We won. I was like, no way, mom. Don't even say this. She's like, we won $500. I'm like, get out of here, dude. There's no way we just won $500. And uh, it's just like those little moments in my life that I will cherish to the end of eternity, you know, whatever, you know, end of life. And um, I, I just, I couldn't live those moments over. I just, I want to do that every day. And, you know, it makes me want to cry a little bit because 
you know, some people might not have their parents or, you know, or, or something like that. And I just, I love my family and you guys know my, everyone knows I'm a family guy and, you know, just to be with my mom, just in that moment. And she won $500. Just, I I wouldn't want to be at work. I want to be, I don't want to work for somebody else and have somebody tell me what to do or tell me that I'm in trouble because I didn't, you know, I went over my lunch because I was at the thrift store, you know, but uh, it's just, I, I love what I do guys. And I, I just, I wouldn't trade this for anything, anything in the world. Like I went to my brother's basketball game on Saturday and I'm selling stuff while we're sitting there. Like I sold four things, like some shoes, destiny sold like two jeans and uh, whatever else. And it's just so cool that I can do this and just live my life to the fullest potential and make YouTube videos about it. Like I I can't, I don't want to do anything else. I love this, man. It just makes me happy. I can tell. Yeah. You're great. You're even happier than usual. Yeah. It's it's I've been wearing this shirt for three days. Shout out Rally Roots. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, but yeah, man. Life two, and is, half, two and a half days. Two and a half, yeah. But like like I said, man, like you know, life's too short. I want to live my life to the fullest. Like on Tuesday, we're going to a Yankees game in Tampa. Like I could never take off and just say, Hey, I'm going to a Yankees game, you know, like like, and I'm still going to, we're going to list a bunch, you know, before Tuesday, we're going to go thrifting on the way there. We'll make a YouTube video about it. And, um, yeah, it's just, it's endless, you know, to make money. It's just, but it's, it's not about the money. It's about life. Really. I think, uh, life's too mm-hmm. precious and I want to live it until I can't live it no more. So. Amen. <laughs> Today's sermon has been brought to you by Joey Bonaping 22. Your local mailman. So, so have there been any any bad things yet out of uh, out of Quinn? No, I mean, I you sent me the message today because I, I put up my uh, a thousand listings on Instagram. You're like, ooh, those three returns. And um, yeah. they were just clothes that people, you know, it didn't fit them. So uh, three people, it, all the same thing. It happened like back to back to back, which was crazy. Um, but you're going to get it that. always happens in threes. <laughs> it happens in threes, man. Um, Anytime I get a return, I just immediately expect there's going to be two more within the next like 48 hours. Yeah. It never fails. <laughs> so, I mean, we're going to get those back and just list them, you know? So it's, it's funny that you're, you're talking about um, your, your active listings and your, your returns and stuff like that, because I'm not going to, uh, try to sound like a negative Nancy or anything like that. But ever since my Allbirds suspension, my eBay store has dipped so much and I have done everything I can to try to boost it back up. I've asked people for advice, for opinions, for suggestions. I've, I'm running a promote, like a 2% promoted listing on everything in my eBay store. I'm running a 15% off sale on everything in my eBay store. Um, and there's some, like, it's crazy that, you know, um, I don't know how to describe it because like, usually I'm pumping out pretty solid numbers. Like I think the highest my eBay total was, was like right below 30 K 90 day total. I don't really share my numbers a lot because it doesn't make a lot of sense when I cross list and I have sales on other platforms. Uh, but the highest my eBay store was ever at was a couple months ago, it was like about 30 K and now it's like significantly dropped. Um, and I am thinking about creating a new eBay store. I was talking to Joey about it the other day when he came over to help me. Um, I think I'm going to make a whole new eBay store and try to possibly start over, leave what's up, leave what's currently up. You know what I mean? But slowly start transferring things over, uh, by category or something. I don't know, because sounds like a job for Hannick. Yeah, I don't know what to do, man. You can literally tell them like, hey guys, I want to start a new eBay store. Here's the here's the information. Cross post every like take all my eBay listings from this store and put them in the new store. It might take them, you know, four or five days because you got like what, sixteen hundred listings? Yeah. But they'll they'll do it for you. So it would be cross posting, so it would be like forty cents per listing. So what's what's the math on that? Forty cents times sixteen hundred. Like seven hundred and four. $50? No, $950? But no, $750. $640. But don't you in the beginning have to like break through some barriers first? Like you have to like list, you only could list five of the same items like shoes or hats or whatever, video games. Like there's like a certain category. Yeah, at first, yeah. Well, if you open up like the free eBay store, but if I go straight to like the business subscription store, 
Um, I might be able to, I don't know. I'll look into it. But anyway, the, the point is, is that like, I'm going to start trying some other things to find out what's going on with eBay. Cause like I even have, I'm sending offers to watchers. I'm discounting I'm promoted listings. I'm listing, I'd, I'd say six days a week consistently. Most of the time on Sundays is church and family time, uh, where I try not to do much business stuff so I can, you know, focus on my family. Um, like I went ice skating with Asher today. He wants to play hockey. So we're practicing his ice skating. Um, but I, I, yeah, I don't know, man, if anybody listening has any suggestions, uh, I don't really know what's going on with my store. I've called eBay multiple times. They said that they've even sent my eBay store to the IT department to check for glitches or issues with my account. But they said there's no holds, there's no suspensions, there's no, uh, blocks or anything that eBay would put up to prohibit people from seeing my store. Now, the first time I called when I was Vero'd by Allbirds, and then it was a quote-unquote accidental Vero by their third-party company. They were going to have the Vero removed and the suspension removed, which by the time they got it removed, the suspension was already over, so it didn't really help me. But I did call and ask, like, why are my sales so slow if I'm not suspended anymore? And one lady said it should take four to six weeks to see activity come back from uh, to my store, to see actual traffic start yeah. coming back because they basically completely block your store. I mean, they essentially admitted that they block your store from being seen um, during the suspension. Uh, and so theoretically, that was the reason initially, but I've it's since been past six weeks and I still haven't seen, you know, more traction. Um, the only traction that I'm seeing is a bunch of like low ball offers. I mean, I'm talking stuff I list for a hundred. I'm getting offers of like 40 bucks. You know, I had a pair of shoes I had listed for, you know, $300 and someone offered me 140. You know, I just can't take a, a 60% off item uh, on a pair of expensive shoes like that when the comps are there, you know, yeah. for, for much higher. I have been accepting offers on certain things just to get sales going. But, um, yeah, I'm not trying to ask for any pity or anybody to feel bad for me or nothing like that, but you can look forward to updates in the future about, I'm probably going to create a new eBay store and just kind of start over in a sense, whether I pay hammock or I just start cross-listing stuff over to a new store. And I might just start off by doing like sell similar, you know, take my own listing and sell similar and put it on a new eBay store and leave the old listing up as well and just see um, like a social experiment if that's true the exact same listing on two stores maybe just use a different picture so it doesn't look like you know the same and see if that helps affects it at all um, so so how much of a dip are you seeing from that like is it it's like 30 percent, 33 percent i'm okay. i'm my, my ebay like, 90 eBay day that, like your sales compared to you know, yes. a month ago, down 33%. Yes. My eBay 90 day total today is like right under 20K. And it's it's embarrassing, to be honest, because my sales, my, my eBay... Lower than mine, man. My eBay, <laughs> that is embarrassing. My Dude, eBay I'm score at, shouldn't... Re Dude, I'm almost at 18,000. <laughs> All right, I'm out. You guys have a good night. I, I, like I said, I don't know what it is, man. I'm luckily making sales on Poshmark and Mercari and Facebook marketplace yeah. pretty consistently. So my 90 day total is still probably over 30 K. Um, but at one point my 90 day total was over th almost 30 K on just eBay, you know? So, um, I, I just, I don't know what it is. I really, I really don't. And, um, I, I, the stuff that I've been listing, like since my Allbirds suspension, which was about two months ago has been stuff with good sell-through rates. I'm pricing competitively. I even, when I started using hammock, I started letting hammock price for me because when you download the app and you create your account, it asks how you want hammock to price above the market, middle of the market or below the market, like for quick sale. And I am usually above the market kind of lister and take offers. I selected middle of the market, you know, for, you know, somewhat fast sell-through rate. So I'm even pricing stuff lower than I usually do. And I'm letting hammock do all the work on, on those shoes and clothing listings. And I'm still like, you know, hammock lists a pair of air max seven twenties, 
you know, that are $79.99 shoes, they're listing them for $62.99 and then I'm getting $42 offers on them. Like yeah. n- nobody sells Air Max 270s for $42 free shipping. Like it's, you know, well, maybe Josh does, but I, <laughs> I don't even teasing. sell them that low. I'm just teasing. <laughs> I, th- I think I, mean, I have, I've sold two pairs of those, I think. It's it's a very high quality shoe with an insane sell-through rate. Like 270s and Vapor Max are like two of the hottest, most popular Nikes that are on the market for Nike. Other than, don't count Jordans and stuff like that. But just like running shoes, you know, and, you know, athletic shoes. Air Max 270s and Vapor Max are at the top of the list. And I'm not even getting like decent offers on those types of items. So... You know, I have been accepting offers. Like I sold a Pioneer uh, stereo surround sound item and I had it listed for $150. I'm running a 15% off sale. So it's at 135 and someone offered me a hundred and I accepted it just to make the sale. But I mean, again, you're talking about 33% less than what I had it listed for. And then an offer $35 less than the 15% off sale. <laughs> And the comps were there for 150. Like it had the speakers, the cables, the subwoofer, everything. So anyway, I'm uh, gonna just be really pushing hard for Q4 coming up. Hopefully, I'll be able to yeah. bounce back from that. And um, you know, I'm changing my sourcing strategies up a little bit. Where I'm really focusing on weekend sourcing, like Fridays and Saturdays. I go real hard. Um, you know, at the flea markets, garage sales, thrifts, thrifting, whatever. Uh, and you know, I'm just trying to focus on listing throughout the week as, as much as I can and staying organized. Obviously I've yeah. been sourcing a little less because I was at a youth camp for a week. Um, and I didn't do any listings because of that. So that I know plays a factor into my recent dip, but, uh, you know, Joey has mentioned a couple times, like Drew, you have been traveling a lot. Like you were in North Carolina, you were in Texas, you were in New York, for family yeah. stuff. So I'm sure that some of that plays a role. But when I was in Iowa with Bob Dabra, I was listing in the hotel room. When I was in New York, we stayed at an Airbnb. I was listing on the ground in the Airbnb from the stuff I was finding. So it's not like all of those trips I wasn't listing. Yeah. Um, so, but either way, I'll bounce back. Um, I'm, I'm hopeful. Uh, and there ain't no way I'm letting Joey have a higher 90 day total than me. So that's not <laughs> happening. I'm coming for you, baby. <laughs> Joey and I have been competing in a lot of stuff. Like we've been running, uh, well, haven't been lately, but uh, he has the fastest one mile run between the two of us. So it's my turn to beat him. And uh, so we just, we just love competing against each other. If anybody's wondering, I have the slowest. (laughs) If anybody could beat six minutes and 34 seconds, please come at me. Come at me. Out of love. Just out of love. But anyways, I wanted to say I really want to um, keep up with these uh, podcasts. I really love doing with these with you guys. So hopefully we can like get a train going, maybe two two of them a week, you know, whatever. You know, if we're not doing nothing one day, I just I, I love doing this with you guys. So it's probably good. Now that now that we're all full time, it should be easier to get you on the schedule. Yeah. So let's do it, baby. Yeah. Depending on how much bingo you have scheduled for your week. Well, it's it's Monday night, so that was different. Sunday was because of COVID. <laughs> so Monday night, it's going to be at like seven o'clock, and then I have my live on uh, Monday night at nine. So, um, so we'll be good. Anytime, anytime. Okay, so Monday nights are out. I have kickball on Tuesday nights. Drew, I you have, have church on Wednesday nights. Church on Wednesday nights. <laughs> Thursday, we're all <laughs> we have swimming lessons or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> swimming lessons. How'd you guys know about my swimming lessons? <laughs> I don't know. You've been looking a little slender lately. Are you guys watching the uh the Olympics? No, I really need to. I, I wanted to ask about that because it says twenty twenty on it. Am oh, I yeah. missing something? It like, was supposed to be last year. They already had all the signs printed. <laughs> yeah, it was supposed to be last year because of COVID and it got pushed back. So it's it's actually like live, but it's just twenty. It just says twenty twenty, yeah. or they did it yeah. last year. No, 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 they didn't no, do it last it's, year. It's live. It's live. They did, right. They literally just left the logo the same. Yeah. Okay. Because they I'll, probably had it printed on everything, dude. Oh, I can only imagine. It's just like, it's just like you know, during the Super Bowl, both teams have hats and t- championship T-shirts made, mm-hmm. you know, and then the losers 
that all their shirts get sent to like Uganda or something, you know, that's why you never see them like, you know, donated to thrift stores and stuff. They go, they go overseas so that, you know, people can't wear, uh, since the Bucks won, there's not going to be like a 2021 Suns NBA finals shirts and hats. You'll see them all in third world countries. I wonder if anybody's ever like found one of those, like imagine how rare that would be. Right. Kind of like the, uh, remember the Nikes that came out, I think maybe like a year or two ago, they were like the 13 colonies or something like red, white, and blue they had like the Betsy Ross flag and they were recalled because people said they were racist or something like that, but they were on eBay, like, cause they were already at the physical like foot lockers and stuff like that. So I don't know if they sold them to huh. like people and they're reselling them or like the employees got them, but they weren't supposed to be sold at all, but they were on eBay for like, I don't know, like two grand or something. I saw someone post in a uh, vintage group on Facebook recently that they found uh, it was like 94 or, you know, 93, one of those years where the Bulls played, I want to say it was the Suns or one of those years. I know that basketball fans are going to, you know, rag me for this because I don't remember what team it was, but someone posted this hat that was like an all over print front to back 1993, you know, Phoenix Suns. I'm just using that team, you know, champion. And it was the year the Bulls won, or one of the years, I don't know, something like that. And uh, it was the the team who played them, but they didn't win. And someone found one that was dead stock with the original tags and everything. And people were like freaking out, like saying it's like going to be a $500 to $1,000 hat because hmm. you know, those types of things were either like thrown in the trash back then. I mean, they weren't sent overseas. From what I understand, they get sent overseas now to, you know, help third world countries and stuff. But um they were like burned, thrown away. You know, they didn't get to keep yeah. that stuff. And so a lot of the there, I feel like they're probably burned because like a lot of the designers nowadays, like, you know, purses and stuff, if they have leftover stock, like they don't sell it for cheaper. They they destroy it. Like, like they don't want it. They don't want their stuff at outlets. Right. You know, because like, it, um, it keeps the value. I can't think of it, value maybe like Gucci or something, you know, yeah. Gucci's not going to, if they have leftover purchase purse, purses, they're not going to sell them half off. They'd rather just destroy them just to maintain like the, you know, their brand. Right. You know? Yep. You're going to find Gucci at TJ Maxx. How about a yeah. Goodwill? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, not, goodwill. not Goodwill, maybe a flea market though. Josh, you've been, you've been killing those flea markets lately, huh? It, it's, it's, yeah, it's been, it's been good. It, it's just so consolidated, man. Like I tried this past weekend, there was one garage sale and they had all these signs, like huge hand drawn poster boards and balloons and a huge yard sale. I'm like, okay, I'm really pumped. I'm gonna go to garage sales this Saturday. I went to that one. It was just garbage, man. Like it's <laughs> hot, steaming garbage. I bought one thing, which was pretty interesting. I paid a dollar for it. I think I'm probably going to sell it for like 50 to 75 bucks. So that was good. But like for the amount of work they put into the signs for their garage sale, I'm like, guys, <laughs> this is stuff that like, this is like, it's, like if it, it's, it's just garbage, that's the only way I can describe it. It was just like box, extra printer paper, like open packs of printer paper and a whole box of VHS tapes, like Disney VHS tapes and Oh, by the way, if you're listening to this podcast and you think Disney VHS tapes and um, Beanie Babies are worth a lot of money, um, you're wrong. Well, I can't tell you how often I get messages like, oh my gosh, I just found this Beanie Baby at Goodwill and look at Soul Comps. They sell for $8,000. I'm like, no, look at Soul Comps again. They sell for $2.99 free shipping. Not even. There There is, side note, there is one VHS that's Disney that sells for a lot of money and it's cars, the original cars. Uh, it's because it was the last VHS Disney movie that was ever released, and they only released it to Disney employees. So if you can find Cars, the original one, sealed, it's about a $2,000 VHS. Unsealed, it's like $900 to $1,100. Wow. And it's not its not a fake, uh, a fake listing like the Black Diamond, Aladdins, and stuff like that. This is yeah. a true bolo, but it, it's nearly impossible to find. Um, yeah, Drew. Because it was the, only Drew, given to Disney. The, Drew, look up the sell theory, or look up uh, how many lists or how many sold right now. All right, all right, I will. I just sent a counter offer to a buyer for a pair of shoes, so hopefully they'll <laughs> they'll buy them on the on the on the podcast. I need some good vibes from you get from you boys. It's definitely. Um, 
I, I don't know if there's proof, but with the Beanie Baby and, um, you know, Disney VHS tapes, there are sold comps. You can see sold comps on eBay for you know thousands of dollars for these things. And I, we just assume we in the reseller community just assume it's money laundering because it's very similar to like artwork, you know, like a lot of rich people will like buy art, you know, for millions of millions of dollars and like donate it to get a tax write off or, or something like that, you know, just finding loopholes in the art. Cause like you could hire anybody, you could have Joey bought a being 22 to paint something for you and it's worth what somebody's willing to pay for it, you know? So, so on the cars, there's none listed currently of the original one and there's three solds and the solds are uh, uh, one was brand new sealed a new in box sold on May 2nd best offer accepted on $5,000. Wow. And then there's two other ones that sold on June 1st and June 8th on au- both one on auction, one on buy it now for $1,125 and one for $1,025. So it's got a, 300% sell through rate or 3000, yeah. whatever that is zero listed three sold. Wow. So that's, that's, that's the last 90 days of course, but um, just something to, to notate that if you ever see a box of Disney VHS tapes at a garage sale, don't walk by it because there may be that cars VHS in there. You never know. Knowledge. Knowledge. Do you guys follow um, uh, his name's Chris Donier. I don't, I don't remember if it's yep. rolling with stones, did you see his uh, sealed video game pickup at the garage sale a couple months ago? Yeah, the Yu-Gi-Oh thing. That's insane, yeah. bro. He got it so graded. If, 9.8? If you guys don't know, uh, shout out uh, my boy Stones, Rolling with Stones. Um, I don't remember what he is on Instagram. But he it's found my boy, my boy Stones. Sales, found a sealed Yu-Gi-Oh video game for PlayStation 2. Um, there was no, like 20. PlayStation 1. 20, PlayStation 1. PlayStation 1? Okay, PS1. Um, they were asking 25 bucks for it. He offered him 20 and I, th- I think he paid like 20 bucks and bought like a Sony Walkman or something. It was like a really good deal. Uh, check out comps as is comps for around a thousand bucks for like the sealed game. Then he sent it off to WADA, which is a video game grading company where you can send off sealed games and they'll grade it for the condition and, and all that stuff. I think he got like a nine, 9.8 or something like yeah. almost perfect condition. Yeah. And there's, he found an exact sold comp for the exact game with the exact same grade for five grand that sold like a month ago. Oh, I just can't so- imagine, dude. I get like, I get excited when I find a Wii. <laughs> like, oh, let's go, baby. Yeah. You know why? You know why? You know why you get excited when you find a Wii? Cause every Wii you find has Mario Kart double dash in it. Not every Wii. <laughs> Did you not see? I had dance dance revolution in the one, like three videos ago. Yeah. Um, I bought it. You- um, I bought a PS3 last this past weekend, and it had a Blu-ray of the Three Stooges DVD or Three Stooges movie. So it's not every every time. <laughs> there's a there's another reseller on YouTube. He's got an awesome channel. If you guys have never heard of him, it's called Chase After the Right Price. Yeah, he's yeah. basically a video game reseller, kind of like Phoenix Resale, but he does other things too, um, like Pokemon cards and and you know kids memorabilia. I guess he just sold he put out a video where he just sold a sealed pokemon blue for game boy at at a heritage auctions for like sixteen thousand dollars and he paid 200 bucks for it at a flea market he got it graded sent it in i think i don't have to go back and watch the video again but it was like a 9.4 or 9.6 um and it sold for like 16 grand and uh it's just it's just crazy he's actually put out multiple videos of stuff that he sold at heritage and then someone commented on his youtube video and was like hey you probably won't believe this but i was the guy that bought that pokemon blue can't wait thanks so much or something like that like that's just crazy wow. that in the video he said he paid 200 bucks for it and this collector buyer you know um said it was like the last one he needed to complete his series and it was the best condition one that was at auction at the time or something so imagine having enough money to be able to drop sixteen thousand dollars on a sealed video game that you'll never play to complete your collection i was just thinking that like so this guy's probably already spent like probably like a hundred grand on this video game collection no no, no. imagine having enough money to pay 4.5 million dollars for a lebron james rookie card I, I'm still imagining having sixteen thousand. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
the sports card industry and the video game stuff is just insane. Like it, I mean, the sports card stuff blows my mind, but, um, even the video games, like, I mean, we're talking about a game boy game that people played when they were eight years old is now selling for $16,000, you know, Pokemon cards, for example, like a, a sealed booster pack, first edition base set booster pack is selling for what? Like, $5,000 to $8,000 for one booster pack in the hopes of getting a Charizard, maybe even more for the first edition. But it's just crazy. Like, but it's the world we live in. And that's why we do what we do is because we, as Bob, my friend Bob Dabra would say, we live for the modern day treasure hunt. Like we all hope to walk into that thrift store one day, you know, and find that rare vintage t-shirt that's worth a thousand dollars or find that video game sitting on a shelf or, you know, um, go to a garage sale and find something, you know, sitting in a box that someone else thinks is junk, you know? And, so uh, did, did you guys see Gary V's new episode of, uh, trash talk? Yeah. I offered him $3,000 on his Instagram for all the manga books and then he gave them away. Oh, he gave them away. Yeah. He posted. Oh. So for those of you guys who don't know, he made a YouTube video where he went to garage sales and he was having a horrible day. He was so pissed no, off. Not no. Okay. Okay. You got to put this into perspective. The dude went to like 30 garage sales and found nothing. 30. Okay. I've never even seen 30 garage sales. If I go to three garage sales and find nothing, I'm done. <laughs> I am done for the day. I'm headed to the thrift store. 30 I, I agree. garage sales. I agree. Uh, so he had, he had this bad day at garage sales and he finally gets to one and he, he has all these, Long story short, there was someone selling all these manga, manga, you know, books and series. And I think he ended up paying like $600 or $900. No, two, 275 or 280 or something like that. Okay. Yeah. So after he added everything up and looked it up, it was like six to nine grand worth of manga. And uh, he was just showing like major jackpot, you know, you never know yeah. what you can find. And then he posted on his Instagram, if you will, uh, or I'm going to be at this point place in New York at this time, uh, meet me there and come pick some of these up for free. And he gave away like 60 boxes or whatever to different yeah. people. And what's funny is at that garage sale, he didn't even have enough space in his car to yeah. the, the, the bear head or whatever it was. I think it was 12 boxes. It ended up being a thousand and one manga books. And just in case the viewers don't know, manga is like, uh, like Japanese comic book, almost like a Japanese graphic novel. Anime, um, yeah. And honestly, it's like one of the best types of books to be on the lookout for. Anytime you see a weird Japanese novel, always look it up, <laughs> like, especially if there's drawings inside. I mean, some of the books were comping out at like even Hustle and Hooks. Hustle and Hooks found like a whole set or maybe it was like missing one, like 18 or 20 books at a thrift store a couple months ago. And they all sold within like 24, 48 hours for like 40 bucks a piece. I mean, it's that's the only book I ever bother looking up as a manga book. Sorry, Katie Reads. <laughs> Sorry, Katie Reads. I just don't have the patience for books, man. I try it all the time. I'll scan. I, the other day, I scanned like 20 books and I didn't find anything. I'm like, all right, I'm done. This is not worth my time. <laughs> I've been I've been scanning books, too, just because I'm just there's nothing else to look for in the thrift store. I was like, let me go to the book section while Destiny's uh, looking at the last bit of clothes. And uh, I found one book that sells that sells for fifteen dollars. But hey, you know, nice. There, there are a lot of value in text in books, but textbooks is the easiest thing if you want to sell books like uh, psychology books, science books, textbooks. Um, certain editions can sell for a lot of money, especially the college ones. Yep. I was just, I just loved. Gary's video because he got so freaking pumped at the end, man. When he like made that score, he's like, "This is what it's about." Like we were ice cold. He's like, "I have never been colder in my life." Like thirty, like he was cussing a lot because he's Gary V. He was like thirty garage sales and found nothing. And then this watch, it was a thousand books. He's like, "If we make ten dollars in profit for each book," he's like, "Yeah, it'll take you maybe two months to get everything listed. Ten dollars in profit for each book—that's ten thousand dollars. Like turning two hundred seventy-five bucks into ten thousand. He's like, people always ask me, you know, I want to start a business, but I don't have any money. I don't have any credit, blah, blah, blah. He's like, get out there and hustle, man. He's like, you're not going to find stuff like this all the time. But if you get out there and go to 30 garage sales in one day, you'll find something to be able to flip. And you can take that money and use it to flip other stuff. And you can build up enough capital to 
start pretty much pretty much anything, you know? Yeah. Sure can. Joey's dad, Joey's dad flips golf carts. You know what I mean? Like he just buys used golf carts and fixes them up and flips them. And I mean, he makes thousands of dollars on each one he flips. You know, you can start by buying a thousand dollar golf cart, golf cart, change the tires on it, put new ones on it, you know, scrub it down, clean it up, get it reupholstered or something and sell it for 2,500 bucks and, and double your money and do it. I'll do it all over again. It's, yeah. Yes, sir. So this week I am uh, I'm doing a challenge this week. Haley's at um, the second week of our church camp stuff this week. And so I'm just me and Moe's have the house all to ourselves this week. So I'm going to use the extra time to do another challenge. And I posted on my Instagram last week if people wanted me to do another starting from zero challenge. I was going to do like a one week, which would just be in one video and cash only, like only like local sales, like no online sales at all. Um, and I was like, you guys want to see that? Or do you want to see me try to trade up a paperclip in like a week to see what I could trade to starting with a paperclip? And it was like pretty overwhelming. Like I think it was like 60 or 70% um, of people want to see the paperclip. So starting that tomorrow, we'll see what I can trade up to. There's a cool, there's this guy down the road from our house that he always like sells stuff out of his front yard. Usually it's like old cars or bikes or something. And he's got this like four wheel bike it's like a little car but it has like bike tires and chains and stuff and like a seat i'm like it'd be really cool if i could trade up to that by the end of the week i don't know how it's gonna happen but i'm just excited to see where it goes the paper the paper clip things are are interesting because i've seen a few of them on tiktok and then there was the original guy who made the youtube video about it and he like got a house on the beach or whatever and The, the, the problem that I see with them once they get to a certain point, which I would be excited to see how you progress, is that people catch on to it, you know, and then they're like, oh, I'll give you this autographed Jimi Hendrix guitar for your, you know, paperclip. It's like, okay, so you're trading nothing for an $8,000 guitar just because you yeah. want to be in the video, you know? Like there yeah. was one, someone did one where they were starting from basically a grain of sand or something. And their goal was to have David Dobrik give them a Tesla. And it was like, okay, eventually David Dobrik's going to see your TikTok. And, you know, someone else is going to, just to say that they were in a video involved with David Dobrik, give you a food truck for a pair of roller skates, you know? Yeah. So, um, and I, I thought about that too. Like, there, there's two paths you can go. One path is like making it very like social media based. And that way you can like, you know, get a better item, but it's less, I think it's less fun to watch or you could keep it like totally just trying to trade with strangers, which is what my, 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 my path is going to be. I'm, I'm not going to, not going to sell to viewers or anything like that. We're just going to keep it locally with strangers. Um, I might go to like a pawn shop or something to see if I could trade something with them. Um, but I'm going to try to keep it to people that do not know me. So I will likely not end up with a very good item at the end of the week, but uh, hopefully it'll be more you know, realistic uh, for somebody wanting to do it themselves. If, if you don't add this to your video, maybe I'll make a, a video following yours where I just like spend a full day on the streets, like in, in Orlando where I live and, uh, you know, or walk up to garage sales or something and try to trade like, mm-hmm. no, no, uh, like I'm not going to post on Facebook marketplace and be like, I got this paper clip who wants to trade me. Like I'm going to walk up to someone at a garage sale and be like, Hey, I don't got any money, but will you trade this paper clip for that box of Legos and then take the Legos, you know, to someone else and, and to try another to garage sale. And then, yeah, so, exactly. And like, get, for, I was, that. I was trying to think, I'm like, it'd be really cool if I had like an, an item in mind, like a goal item. And I really want to put a ceiling fan in our office. Cause we've been like, packing and shipping in here and stuff and it just gets so hot like even with the air is like under my desk like the air vent so it just doesn't get a lot of ventilation i'm like it'd be cool if i could try to trade up to a brand new ceiling fan <laughs> it's like such a boring item but i would love it if i could turn a paper clip into a ceiling fan also it would be awesome if i could get somebody to install the ceiling fan because i've already installed two ceiling fans and a light fixture in our house and i'm not getting any better it's very <laughs> difficult. Well, Josh, <laughs> it takes me forever. Josh, remember when you said at fifty thousand you would you would install the the ceiling fan when you or you were going to do a giveaway yeah, for that? I was going to give away a ceiling fan and then I'd come install it. Whoever whoever won it, but then I decided that's not a good idea. Yeah, we had some weird people on the internet, man. Weird. That's a, that's, a throw, that's a throwback. What you guys have seen recently. Weird. 
do we want do we want to bring that up as we're closing the podcast here or no, no. It's, we're good. people probably know yeah, we're what we're good. talking about listen I'll, I'll say this i won't mention anything about that if you are a content creator of any kind you need to not care about anybody's opinions that are negative constructive criticism is very helpful like i am always asking people hey what would you rather see on my youtube videos what you know what can i be better at those types of things i'm always open to hearing but people who leave dislikes you know um kayla the homeschooling picker posted that someone made a really mean comment to her the other day and she shared it on her instagram and she was like i've had it i just i'm gonna say something and I think there are some times where you do need to defend yourself, uh, but you have to have very thick skin in any type of online presence, even, you know, TikTok, Snapchat, Instagram, YouTube, music career, you know, acting, anything like that. There's always going to be haters and people that are jealous of you or people that have nothing better to do with their life than to just try to make your life more miserable. And um, if you are trying to build up any type of social media or online presence in any aspect. Um, just be prepared and know that those people are losers. <laughs> I guess that's the best way to say it. Like they're just, they're just poo poo heads and they, uh, they just, they don't deserve your time of day. Like they're not worthy of your, your air that you breathe. Um, and so, you know, Hopefully that encourages someone out there because I know it's tough. I mean, I we we get hate, but um, Josh has gotten probably more hate than any other reseller I've met in my entire life. Uh, and so, you know, I commend you, Josh, for sticking through what you do because it, I, it, I actually it love it, man. Like to to be <laughs> to be hated. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> be hated. To be hated. Like because I was telling you guys the other day, I've got you know, what, 120,000 subscribers on YouTube. I've got like, I think I just hit 20,000 on Instagram. If I don't have like at least a hundred people that just really <laughs> freaking hate me, like that's just normal. Like when you're dealing with a, a, a number of people that great, I mean, 140,000 people, let's say like, I've, I, well, let's say 120,000 because probably the 20,000 follow me on Instagram, probably follow me on YouTube too. 120,000 people, even if 1%, What's 1% of 120,000? That's 1,200? Yeah. Is, that, is that right? Yeah. Yep. Even if yep. just 1% of those people hate me, 1,200 people, that's that's fine. That's normal. That's that's what you could expect, you know? Like, yeah. I'm, I'm not trying to please everybody. And, I, I, and for those of you listening to the podcast, I try not to share, like, any negative comments or any – I try not to share anything negative on YouTube, on Instagram at all. But if I ever do share like a comment or something that's mean, it is 100% of the time just to be funny. Like it's not anytime I like share stuff, I always get people that message me and they're like, oh, don't let him get in your head. Like, we love you, bro. Like, don't let him steal your joy. I'm like, nobody's stealing my joy, man. Like I once I started growing YouTube, I knew that this was going to happen. Like you just get hate comments. That's just part of the part of the game. So anytime I share them, it is always to be funny. It's never the it's ne it never actually bothers me. I've never seen a YouTube comment that has actually bothered me. You're um, just a I'm, fat nerd. I am. I'm just a fat nerd, you man. Cornball. <laughs> like, Come on, you cornball. Ridiculous. I actually want to like in one of my next videos tell people to roast me in the comments and like the the comment with the most likes like wins a hundred bucks or something. Just to <laughs> I'm see, coming like, for you. I'm coming for you. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. Listen, I bet I you have, I, I embrace I have, it. You know, I have been dying to start a reseller roast series on my YouTube channel. Sure, just and do it. Because just do it. What the are you only reason for? I haven't is because I just don't feel like asking for everybody's permission before doing it. And I know that do it. I know that people are going to get angry because I don't hold back. Like I'm not going to say something like disrespectful. Like I'm not going to be like, "Oh yeah, that person's just fat and ugly." You know, <laughs> but like you just told Josh that. <laughs> no, that's because we joke about no, that because I, someone called him a fat nerd. Yeah, I know. But I'm like, I'm not know, a nerd. <laughs> like, like just just roasting, like making fun of people in the way that they talk, the way they act, their isms. Like, you know, I can pretty much imitate both you and Joey's intros to your videos. Like, 
down to the very word without even practicing it, you know, and you used to do this thing, Josh, I know you guys can't see us that are listening, but you used to do this thing when you would say, what's going on, you guys, my name is Josh, also known as Harry Tornado, you kind of like tilt your head up just a little bit when you'd say also. Yeah. And it was just like one of those isms I noticed from watching You're very your videos. Observant, observant. So, you know, like those are the types of things that I would do is I'd like over-exaggerate it though, you yeah. know? <laughs> so a lot of people have told me to do it, but I know that like the people that are telling me to do it are not the people that are going to get offended. You know, it's the people yeah. that, you know, I don't have a lot of communication with outside of me seeing their content, but I don't like talk to them on a daily or weekly basis you know, like daily refinement, for example, like I can roast Chris real hard, but I don't know anything about him and he doesn't know no. anything about me. You I, know, I know enough about him to tell you that he would be totally fine. Like he's so focused on his business. He he would love it. He would absolutely love it. All right. Well, if we get, if we get enough likes and comments on this podcast right here, if you've listened all the way to the end, if we get enough likes and, and comments, I will do a reseller roast series. Well, what's the number? A million. Ten. <laughs> it's like those people that are like, Dad, how many how many likes on TikTok do I need to get for you to get me a new pair of shoes? And he's like, a million. I bet. TikTok, do your thing. And it's like some eight-year-old kid. They get and 40 it, million likes. Yeah. <laughs> oh gosh, TikTok. I don't know. Let's what what does our average podcast get real quick? Let's look, let's look real quick. On YouTube, I think yeah. like a thousand. Triple a thousand views or a thousand likes? Oh, a thousand views. Likes, like 10. 39 likes on our last one. And and then 103 on the live one. So if this if this podcast can hit 100 likes, I will do a reseller roast. Un un uh unapologetic reseller roast. I'll I'll make that happen. I'm gonna push that. I'll push it. Push it. It's going to happen. You you need to put it in your next YouTube video, like right at the end. Like, Sponsored people, by the reseller roast. Tell people, tell people in your next video, you want profit monsters to make a reseller roast. And all you have to do is get a hundred likes on our next podcast episode. And we'll see how much as a social experiment. If you put that, you and Joey both put that in your next video. How Dude, many likes? That, you okay. You can get so many people to do stuff if you just say it's a social experiment. Like, I think I might do that in the paperclip trade thing. Like, not tell people it's for YouTube. I mean, I don't know. I'll probably just be wearing my GoPro the whole time. So I'm like, hey, I'm doing this. But not. I won't acknowledge the GoPro. I'll just say I'm doing the social experiment trying to trade this paperclip up. That way they don't know. They don't know me. They don't know how big the video is going to be or anything like that. But they may be more inclined to, like, help me out. You know? Yeah. I definitely think you'll get more hits and more much better trades by doing it that way than just, you know, walking into a pawn shop and be like, Hey, so I, I found this uh paper clip on the side of the road. What can you give me for it? <laughs> real, real quick. Okay. Real quick there. Have you seen that kid on TikTok who like brings completely useless stuff to pawn shops? He's like, so I got this high school graduation picture of me. I was wondering if you guys would give me like $25 for it. Uh, you know, he brings in is like the same kid that brings like mystery boxes. Yes. Like, he's like he'll, he'll bring like a mystery box. I'll give you whatever's in this box for like 20 bucks. And they say no. And he's like, okay, well there was $30,000 in the box. And he pulls out 30 grand in cash and they're just yes. like, okay, well like they just don't care. Pawn shop. I don't know. The people in his videos are not very, they don't have very good reactions. It, well, they're good reactions in the sense that like, they pretend after they realize what they missed out on that they don't care, you know? Yeah. But they pretend they don't care. Yeah. Exactly. Or they think it was a joke or something. Exactly. If, if, if a kid had that much, like if I owned a pawn shop and a kid walked in and was like, yo, give me 20 bucks for this mystery box. I promise it's worth it. I'd be like, all right, what, I mean, 20 bucks, what are, how much can I really lose out of this? 20 yeah. bucks. That's it. You know, it's not like he was asking $500 for the mystery box. I would have given the kid 20 bucks just for trying, you know? Yeah. So anyway, that might be an interesting video too. Like trying to sell mystery boxes to strangers. Like at the flea market, you should walk around the flea market and be like, Hey, you, you should set up an entire booth of just mystery boxes and yes, sell mystery them, boxes. Sell them for different prices, <laughs> but you have to, some of them have to have like 
a bunch of money in them or something like one mystery yeah. box you have priced at like 50 bucks and it's got a thousand dollars cash in it and then one mystery <laughs> box one mystery <laughs> box money, man. <laughs> well get get uh express vpn to sponsor the video or something okay. it's, it's nord vpn okay <laughs> Dude, I okay. Fun fact: I actually had Nord VPN. They offered me like, I think like eight hundred bucks for a sponsorship, and I was like, that's oh, a little low, you know, compared to what I normally get. And they we countered back and forth, and they accepted. And then like the next day, they were just like, oh, never mind. Like they were gonna send the contract. And they're like, ah, oh, we found other people to work with. It's fine. <laughs> I'm like, come on, guys, we agreed on this price. Yeah. Uh, shout out Nord VPN, the sponsor of today's podcast. <laughs> Not really. Okay, so listen, listen, real talk, real talk. We, I will fly, I will fly to South Carolina and do this with you at a flea market one weekend, and I'll I'll just need to stay home and list. (laughs) (laughs) I'll I'll bring. Stop flying everywhere and list. Worry about that. Too bad I'm flying to Utah to see Tim on August (laughs) tenth. With me, with me. You're, You're going, Joey. Yeah. Oh, that's a! F- I want to come. Let's go. Let's go. I do want to go back to Utah. Like, that's the one place I feel like I could go and thrift and actually be profitable, even without YouTube. Yeah. Like, like at this point, at this point, we might as well we might as well just cancel our flight tickets and and rent a suburban and drive to Utah so we can all drive a jet. Home. Man, what are you talking about? <laughs> let's go. I'm ready. Let's do it. Sorry, I'm not sponsored by Virgin Atlantic yet. <laughs> Shout out Delta. <laughs> Today's video is sponsored by Frontier. Go to Frontier.com and get your plane tickets because they gave us what, wait, what was the what was the airline that lost your bags and was had like a twelve hour delay? Yeah, from uh Southwest or Frontier. I can't Frontier. Frontier? Okay. Shout out Frontier. <laughs> yeah, they owe me a sponsorship to be honest. Uh, anyway, right, everybody. it's been fun. It's been real. It's been real great. You should say real fun, oh, Joey. We set that up for you perfectly. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's guys. been real great. <laughs> uh, well, see you. <laughs> <laughs>